for the first down and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! That might win them the division! And the handoff to Tomlinson, left side, and he will gallop into the end zone! Charger fans are witnesses to history! Welcome in to the Blitz Pod. My name is Jaden, and I am joined today by Tyler and Mitchell. I'll start with Mitchell. Mitchell, how are you doing? Doing pretty swell. It was a very happy Thanksgiving. Good. I'm glad you had a happy holiday. Tyler, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was good. You know, it's always holidays are always a great time, uh, especially this time of the year. I mean, football's in full force, but it's always good to be around the fam. And um, even though I, you know, I didn't actually get to go home to Maryland this year to to see the fam, um, but spending it with my girlfriend and our puppy and some of her family was, uh, was great. So, um, can't complain too much weather out in Kansas city. Actually dude, it was like almost 70 degrees in KC today. Could not believe it. Uh, so you guys got some warm weather coming East here in the next couple of days. So definitely get out and enjoy it. It's been, it's been pretty brisk here. Um, I'm sure Kane's going to really enjoy this weather update. He's going to need this to keep him going. I did it specifically for him. Thank you. Okay. He he really (laughs) needs that as he, struggles through this paper that he's writing and that's why i'm hosting the podcast today but we did have some pretty solid football going on on thanksgiving but we'll get to that in a little bit sorry we couldn't uh couldn't pull together for an episode for the preview of week 12 but you know we're gonna recap it all right now and hey, we're we, with... we, we we deserve a little break all right yeah, we can take I we mean, can take we, one episode off for yeah. a holiday i think of course of course but right back to it we're gonna start with monday night football tonight uh, Seahawks 15, football team 17. Taylor Heineke has 223 with a touchdown and a pick. Antonio Gibson has 111 yards on the ground, seven catches for 35 yards. Terry McLaurin, kind of a quiet night, four catches for 51 yards. Not an overly impressive win, but, I mean, the football team has won three straight now. And, I mean, is it time to start saying that they could make some noise in the NFC? Mitchell? I mean, well, when a majority of their games are against the NFC East for the remainder of the year, you got to imagine so. Team's finally clicking just a little bit, but do I actually believe in the Washington football team? No. I don't think many people do. Okay, I'll I'll kind of rephrase my question here. Do you think they'll get that seventh seed? Looking at their schedule, they have Raiders, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. I don't I don't see them being able to eke it out over the rest of the teams battling at five and six right now. And as Tyler would call it, the mediocrity of the NFC. Of the NFL. Of, yeah, that is a lot of NFC East in there. <laughs> Tyler, do you think the football team could maybe sneak into that seventh spot? Do I think that the Cowboys have got the NFC East wrapped up? I mean, I would say more than likely. You know, they're going to get Cooper and Lamb both about to both back this week, which is really going to help them. Um, so I don't think that Washington has a, a really good chance, but if they're able to split against the Cowboys, win their remaining games, I mean, even splitting against the Eagles and end four and two down the stretch. Yeah. They got a good shot because there's, I mean, there's like, I think I saw a picture that 14 out of the 16 NFC teams are in the hunt. Uh, and the, the only Lions teams that are, so no, no, it's the Lions and the, in the Seahawks. 
that oh, are on the outside. Right. The Bears are the actually Bears the Bears beat the Lions, so the Bears right. are technically still in the hunt. And I think they're the Giants are a game out of that 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 final wild card spot, which throwing this seventh wild card. Uh, team into the playoff mix is just total chaos and it's literally going to come down to the final week where you could have a team that's 11th 12th in the standings possibly you know make a move and and, and end up getting in uh, as that seventh spot um, I think Washington's got a great chance though I think this team's clicking they've won three straight now um, and uh, I, I like the quarterback play right now I think Taylor Heineke's playing some good football right now I know he didn't necessarily have to tonight um, but when they needed it, he was there. So I, I like the direction this Washington team's going. Okay. So he's looked, Heineke has looked great. And this is a solid discussion point. Um, we're all kind of in agreement, though. He's not the guy, right? He's not like, no, we don't need to worry about quarterback. Do, do you think they address quarterback this offseason if Heineke continues to play this way? Hmm. I I don't, think so. I don't know There's if they not do a lot of good options. Exactly. I'm with Mitch there. I think that that money can be spent elsewhere. And I think that those draft picks can go elsewhere as well to help out other needs within, within the Washington team. Um, I just, I, I don't look, I, I've been saying it since I, I started with the pod. I do not like anybody in this quarterback class. I don't really like any free agent quarterbacks besides whatever the hell happens with Deshaun Watson. Um, and, and, and I just, I, I would, I would wait another year, maybe two years to go after it. I know Kane loves Tua and obviously this week, oh my gosh, (laughs) he's all over Tua after he, you know, destroyed the Panthers defense. I think the Panthers, I don't even want to talk about the Panthers, but, um, no, I, I don't, I don't think that I would address the quarterback issue. You got to remember Fitzpatrick's still there. Like who knows if he comes back and what he's able to do. Do I think that? that's much of an upgrade over Heineke. No, but is it serviceable? Is it probably a better option than Heineke? I would probably say yes. It's, it's, it's close, but I would probably say yes. But right now with the hot hand, you, you can't go against it. Might as well finish out this run this year, see what you can do maybe in the playoffs and take it one step at a time. But I don't, I don't like the options that, that you can go out and get now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I do have, cause obviously I've been keeping my eye on it a little bit as we're obviously going to be in need of a quarterback this off season. Carson Strong is kind of stuck out to me, but he's obviously not like rising up the boards. Like I love Carson Strong else. in Nevada. I, th- I think he's the guy. I think he's going to be the guy that we look at. I think he can make all the throws, but I mean, this is obviously a discussion for another day. Um, a team that could have their quarterback be on the market or, you know, whether it be through trade or whatever, the Seahawks, this is really, really bad. They fall to three and eight. I know that, I mean, a lot of that was without Russell Wilson, but they've lost three straight with Wilson back. He had 247 and two touchdowns, which statistically isn't bad, but he didn't look good all night. Tyler Lockett, three catches, 96 yards. DK Metcalf gets four targets, one catch, and it comes with 60 seconds left in the game. He doesn't get a catch for 59 minutes, one catch, 13 yards. This Seahawks team is a mess. They don't have their first-round pick, which is now sitting at number four. The Jets have two first-round picks, and the highest one is not their own. Who would have thought that coming into the season? So, I mean, you've got a mess if you are in charge of Seattle. So, Mitchell, I'm going to start with you. What is your plan if you are in charge of the Seattle Seahawks this offseason? Sell Russell Wilson for whatever you can get for him because you are going to be drafting at the top of draft for the next five years with or without him based on how this team is constructed. 
And I don't see Pete Carroll making it either. So you might as well just full on start the rebuild at this point because you're the Jamal Adams trade is going to hurt in the meantime, and you might as well plan for the future. Yeah, it's it's really, really scary. Tyler, what do, what do you do if you're in charge of the Seahawks? I mean, yeah, I think it's it's probably time to, to blow this thing up. Um, I think, you know, we were talking about it. I think Pete Carroll's probably on his last leg. Uh, you know, I mean, he's getting up there in age too. You know, it, it comes, you know, father time catches up to you. Um, the Seahawks haven't scored more than 21 points in any game. Uh, the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks, except for one game against Jacksonville. That's it. And coincidentally enough, they've lost six of their last seven. And the only win was against Jacksonville. So this offense has completely sputtered. I know Chris Carson not being there definitely hurts, but that's not the reason for all these struggles. Um, DK Metcalf looks lost. I don't know what's going on with him. And I think that if Russell Wilson does move on, Carroll moves on, I think you're going to see DK probably demanding a trade as well. Um, And yeah, they don't have any draft picks. So I don't know where this team is going to go. I think that they're going to be in a rebuild after this year. I mean, including this year, but probably for the next three or four years. Yeah, it's really rough. I mean, especially in that division. Yeah. They're going to be fighting with the line for bottom of the NFC the next few years. (laughs) They're already fighting for for the bottom of the NFC with the Lions. They play Um, each other week 17, by the way. God, if if the Seahawks lose that game, I don't know if Russell Wilson will play week 18. I don't I don't think he'll even suit up. Ah no, he'll suit up. He's it's gonna be a swan song. He, oh, he's he's a it's Russell Wilson. He's you know he'll suit up. It's at it's at the Cardinals, so it's not a home game. So they might just bench him and say, Go out there, Gino. See what you got. Yeah, well, he'll still be out there for warm-ups. I mean, at the very least, he'll be out there to warm up. He'll be having a game winning drive during warm-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you let me ask you guys this question because we've been talking about you know this whole quarterback, you know, who should you go after when you should go after them in the next three to four years? Like, I'm trying to think of who the, the big name quarterbacks are going to be, you know, coming out of the draft. I know Caleb Williams, he's going to be transferring. Um, Bryce Young's there, CJ Stroud. Like, do you see any of these guys as being possible, you know? Game or not, not game changing, but team team changing, uh, team changing additions. I guess you can say at the college level. I don't know if I see it right now. I mean, it's really hard for me to tell, like currently, because I haven't like looked much further than this year's class. But Caleb Williams obviously looks fantastic for Oklahoma. Um, he ain't I gonna be at Oklahoma much longer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could be. We would love to see him in uh in Maryland. We would love to see you at College <laughs> Park, pal. I know uh, Loxley could definitely get ruin on the phone, <laughs> throw some yeah, money at ru- you. Time to ruin his career. Yeah, that's what that'll do. Yeah, and I know that he hasn't. He wasn't impressive, and that's the reason why Caleb Williams is playing. But Spencer Rattler did enter the transfer portal today, so I definitely think you know maybe if he goes somewhere and shows out, maybe he could put himself back on the map as far as the draft goes. Um, but you know, it's it's really hard to look that far down the road. Like, 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 you think teams will hold out for Arch Manning? <laughs> like, that's like five years from now. But I'm just, I'm just throwing these hypotheticals. It's the Seattle Seagulls. You know, when Trevor Lawrence Seahawks came in, <laughs> when, when Trevor Lawrence came in, though, like, it was like he was the guy. And he, yeah, it was like tank for Trevor for the longest time. I yeah. Remember, yep, I remember yeah. tweeting that after like three consecutive losses by the Steelers. And then you've had guys like, you know, Josh Allen that have come up, Baker Mayfield that have, that have you know, moved their way up. Um, I mean, Kyler oh. Murray. Burrow, Kyler Murray, kind of the same. So these guys might end up coming out, but 
Um, yeah, it just, I, I feel like it's slim pickings right now. I mean, you're going to have Rogers possibly on the move. You're going to have Wilson probably on the move um, to Sean, maybe who knows. And then you're going to start looking at the rookie quarterbacks and their contracts getting ready to end too. So it's just a lot to, to weigh at this point in time for the Seahawks and on all the other teams too. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're Seattle, there's, I mean, there's going to be suitors, but you got to think Russell Wilson's what 32. Like, it's not like you're going out and trading for Deshaun Watson. That is a good guy and doesn't have impending legal charges. You're, you know, somewhere in between Rogers and Watson, as far as like age goes, you've got to be, you got to have a team that's relatively ready to go just without the quarterback play. And a lot like the saints, maybe, I mean, you know, his list last year was what the saints bears Raiders and blanket on that fourth team. Yeah. I, I remember those teams coming out, but I mean, the bears aren't going to go after him. Yeah. I think they like fields. They just need a new coach. Well, yeah. They've got that guy now. I mean, the saints, I think, I mean, if he were to like request a trade, I think the saints definitely open as the betting favorite to, yeah go get him because they've got everything in place. They've got the running back. They'll get Michael Thomas back next year. They've got the line and Teron Armstead. They've got a great, I can't, I'm blanking on his name right now, but they've got a tackle that's playing really well in Armstead's Ramchick? absence. No, just on, on, at, too. Yeah, <laughs> on the left side. Um, and Ramcheck or Armstead could both be pieces that are sent to Seattle uh, in a trade for Russell Wilson, but enough on that game move on to Sunday night football where we had the Browns and the Ravens Ravens 16 Browns 10 this game was really really hard to watch it was super ugly just Lamar Jackson I wouldn't call it uncharacteristic but you don't see Lamar Jackson turn the ball over four times in a game like that's it feels rare and a lot of them are just bad throws uh he finishes 165 a touchdown like I said the four picks Devontae Freeman, six carries, 52 yards. Hollywood, their leading wide receiver with eight catches, 51 yards. And Andrews has a fantastic catch while getting shoved to the ground. And then I believe the very next completed pass was him like sitting wide open in the middle of the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, He finished four catches, 65 yards. Uh, I don't really know how much there is to take away from this game. Uh, I read or I heard a video earlier talking about how quarterbacks play like significantly worse coming off of like an illness and Lamar was coming off that illness and he just looked terrible last night. Uh, where I don't even know how to word this. Like where's Lamar in your MVP rankings at this point? Cause um, as we know, we've talked about the MVP flopping all over the place like one week it's one guy and that guy is not even in the top five the next week Mitchell go ahead it's somewhere between one and ten and pretty much everyone (laughs) is between one and ten right now Tyler do you have anything narrower than one to ten yeah I'd probably say he's like one to five maybe six nine yeah no I mean I it's like him. I, I don't put Stafford in that category anywhere. I think Stafford's kind of played his way out of that. Um, Kyler's been hurt and, and out, so I don't know how he's still in that race. Brady's probably still there. Um, Taylor's slowly moving up because he's been steady. Jonathan Taylor's still there. It's really hard, though. Like, I've, I've heard the Taylor conversation, but you can't give the MVP to a running back from a 6-6 six and six team. Like, he's great, and they've played great, but they're still 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, but season's not over. 
Yeah, it's but like Mahomes I mean, we're talking, we're talking easy like, games. Mahomes is definitely there. That's I think that's, Mahomes is definitely there right now. It's got to be. Yeah, it's. I it's mean, tough. Allen might have just like right. stumbled his way back into the top five. Yep, with his performance with four yeah. touch with four touchdowns that he had on on yeah. Thursday night. Yeah, I, w- I would I would probably put Lamar. You know, he did miss a game. He had a bad game. Yeah, I mean, he's probably three or four. He hadn't looked good lately. I'd probably put Brady and probably Josh Allen ahead. And then he's competing with like, I mean, I, I would probably say Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I know he's six and 16, Jeez. but like you can't take away what the guy's doing. Where he's, is that Colts team without great. him? He's great. I agree. I totally agree. But it's just, it's hard for me to say like a six and six. Like if they were like, you know, you know nobody is like, talking about for like MVP? how the Titans were for a while, but go ahead. You know, everybody's talking about for an MVP is, I hate to say it, but Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. He's my number one. I don't know why I didn't think of that. He's 100% my number one right now. Rodgers is right <laughs> up there, I think, as Steady. one of the favorites. Yeah. I mean, I know he missed the, the COVID game, but like outside of that, he's he's been good, unfortunately. And it hurts for me to say that, but yeah. Arguably the best team in the NFL right now. Yep. So exactly. Playing without David Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, and Zadarius Smith, who they're all getting back after this bye week in week 13, which is going to be huge for them coming down the stretch. I mean, that's three all pro players coming back to the team with the best record in the NFL right now. Very scary. Um, Talk about scary. The Cleveland Browns are atrocious. Baker Mayfield, 247, one touchdown and a fumble. Nick Chubb, eight carries, 16 yards. Kareem Hunt, seven carries, 20 yards. Jarvis Landry has a nice little game. Those six catches, 111, fumbles the ball, though. In a game in which Lamar Jackson gives you the ball four times, how do you only muster 10 points? I, I That's like a serious issue. And which leads me to my next, is the Browns season over, Tyler? I don't know if it's over just because of, you know, they can probably still sneak in as that seventh team, but – there's like this was a game that the Browns needed to win in the sense of just like a psychological standpoint because you know Conklin was back. I know he got hurt and now he's out for the season, unfortunately. Um, Kareem Hunt was back. You know they had some of their playmakers back and they were pretty much fully healthy. Uh, and they just laid an egg. And it's like you get the ball four times from Lamar Jackson. A couple of those times on short fields. And you can't do shit with it. You either turn it over, you miss a field goal, or you, you only get a field goal, and you, and you can't convert that into significant points such as a touchdown. I don't – like I said, this was a psychological – psychologically speaking, this is a game that the, the Browns just had to win to get over that hump to prove to themselves that they are one of the best teams, not only in the AFC, but at least on paper in football. And, and I just don't see it. And I just keep going back to it. Baker's just – <laughs> we all saw the the video a couple of week couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Yeah. Baker Baker's just not that guy. And that's just how I hate to be be like that, Kate. Sound like I'm just continuing to to beat a dead horse, but it it's true. I mean, what what has this guy done that makes him a, a, a top tier quarterback, a franchise quarterback? He's done nothing. Yeah, I totally agree. As I sit there and. Watch that just ha- – like, it's just, like, every play. And I know that he doesn't have weapons. Like, I do understand yeah. that argument. Like, it's really hard for him to be successful, even behind that great offensive line. It's really hard. You can't find anybody open. I mean, you can have all the time in the world. He's, you know, 
mobile enough, but he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not going to make plays with his legs. If nobody's open, he's he can't do anything. But that is the most Baker Mayfield defending I will do. Uh, Mitchell, what is you? You are a one that was talking about the Browns in the AFC Championship as one of the best teams in the AFC coming into the season. If I remember correctly, I feel like you might have had the Browns as your favorite out of the AFC preseason. Something around, at least in the AFC North. What what is? I mean, I know North injuries. I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. What is going on? They just stink. They can't figure it okay. out. They're running too many injuries on the offensive line. Kill them. That's the core of their team, regardless of who's your running back. Injuries there. They lost yet another weapon because of Odell wanting out and running his own routes. And Baker just looks hobbled play after play. He just does not look like he's in playing shape right now with all his injuries right now. And this team does not have a very favorable favorable schedule to finish up for that seventh seed as their next game is Ravens, then the Raiders, then the Packers, then the Steelers, then the Bengals. It, it does not look good for them. Now, granted, they did blow out the Bengals out of nowhere. So this team does still have life after – what was it like probably out of the last five weeks, I think they've broken 20 once and it was against the Bengals out of nowhere. So I guess the jury's still out on them because they have the core pieces they need on the defense. It's just a matter of whether or not they can bring this run game alive again, because I don't know what happened last night, but that was not a good running attack against the Ravens defense without Calais Campbell last minute. Yeah, and it was it was kind of funny and slightly annoying after a little bit, but Chris Collinsworth kept talking about how frustrated Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett kept looking after they were trying to get Lamar. And like Chris Collins, I felt like after every play, it was like, and here's a guy that is so frustrated <laughs> with not being able to get after the quarter. And it was like every single time the Ravens had the ball. But I mean, it, they looked like, visibly frustrated you saw clowning like slam his helmet down like, yeah he slammed his helmet as miles garrett is going over like, congratulating yeah. lamar i was like yeah i don't know if that's the best look when you're losing i mean i'd be pissed too like no I, i'm saying from from oh, garrett from going garrett. over and shaking his hand i mean it's just like it's like a like throw your hands up like what are you supposed to do i mean everyone knows how good miles garrett is it's not like he's helpless like it's right. just like i he knows like i'm one of the best players in my position and i can't do anything about this like just ridiculous. Just shows how good Lamar is, man. Incredible. All right, next game, Rams-Packers. Packers 36, Rams 28. Aaron Rodgers, our, our MVP favorite, my MVP favorite. 307, two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown as he outruns Jalen Ramsey to the pylon. A.J. Dillon, even though Aaron Jones was active in this one, A.J. Dillon was still the feature back. Uh, he gets 69 yards and a touchdown, and he also gets five catches, 21 yards, and another touchdown. Devontae Adams, eight catches for 104. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, are the Packers now the best team in the NFL with all these other supposed top-end teams losing games in the last couple of weeks? Are the Packers number one? Mitchell? I'm still going to have to go with the Bucs just because they're loaded, and I feel like the Packers still do have a lot of injuries. I know a lot of them are coming back, but still going to show through. They're going to be rusty coming back initially, and Bucks are only going to get better too. 
Tyler, do you have the Packers at number one? <sighs> Probably. Um, I, I mean, you, you can sit there and argue the Bucks, but the team that I'm going to argue is the team that I've been on for the last, I don't know, five we weeks, six weeks is the New England Patriots, man. This team's playing great, but um, I, I, yeah, I'd probably still put the Packers a step ahead of the Patriots. I think Packers, Patriots, Bucks, those three are, are, are all three right there at the top. And then you've got you know, Ravens, um, the Bills team nobody's talking about is the Bengals. Don't sleep on the Cincinnati Bengals right now because that team's playing great football. Um, but I, yeah, Cardinals are up there too. Cowboys, I know they lost, but they're still up there. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I put the, the Packers in in that definitely number one spot. And then after that, it's it's about four or five teams that are fighting for those, you know, that top five, top three. Yeah, and they get a much-needed bye week this week in week 13 where they're going to have Aaron Rodgers recover from his COVID toe that he decided to show everyone that was in the press conference with him. Yeah, that was He's, a fracture toe, not a COVID toe. He that's wouldn't what prove he, it was not COVID toe. <laughs> I could also, Tyler, I meant to say it when you, when I first started talking about I could hear the pain in your voice when you were like, I guess. When I asked you if they're number one, you're like, I guess. Well, yeah, because it's so like much, the, so the Vikings, turmoil. the Vikings beat them last week. And it's just like, this is the number one <laughs> no team, cares. but the Vikings, <laughs> but the Vikings can beat them. And it's just, it's so aggravating to watch the Vikings, but that's another story for another day. But oh. um, Rogers had 692 yards over his last two games. This man's quietly just putting up a very, very nice campaign. And, and I was- agree. With, the with, that, with the buy, with the this, you know, we always talk about the bye weeks, you know, coming at when they come and how it can completely change team seasons. And this is a great chance for the buy to come for the Packers because, like you said, they're going to get healthy, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And another team we just talked about that's getting a buy this week are the Cleveland Browns. They desperately need a bye week. Um, but that was one of the arguments at the beginning of the season was Rodgers was like, they were winning, but they weren't putting up the number. He wasn't putting up the numbers to be in that MVP conversation when everybody, you know, one week it's Lamar, the next week it's Brady and they're putting up 400 yard games. And Rodgers was just like 250 and two touchdowns and like they, but they were winning games. Now he's really putting up the numbers and they're still winning. So I feel like there's nothing to keep him out of that number one spot for MVP. Uh, a guy that was right there in that MVP conversation for a long time. Matt Stafford statistically looks like a great game. Three Oh two for three touchdowns. Uh, just didn't look like himself. Didn't look like the guy that we saw in the first half of the season, just the last three weeks, even it's just been bad. Uh, Daryl Henderson, 55 rushing yards, four catches, 18 yards and a touchdown. Then Cooper cup surprisingly is the third receiver as far as yards and fantasy points go. Uh, seven for 96. Uh, Odo Beckham gets a long touchdown in this game. So does Van Jefferson, but there's just, there's something wrong in LA and I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if it's Stafford. I don't know if it's play calling. I don't know if it's defense, Tyler, what is wrong with the LA Rams? Um, yeah. I mean, talking about Stafford and on paper, it looks like he had a great game. Um, he did throw a pick six and he also did fumble. That was right in the red third zone. Straight, third straight week with a pick six. Yep, exactly. And, coincidentally enough they've lost three straight so um yeah i think there's there's definitely some issues right now uh, i did notice that i think it was Devonte or o- Odo beckham asked Devonte adams if they could switch jerseys and 
Devontae Adams told him to go get his teammates. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't want, I don't want to trade it. He's like, you picked your team, go ahead and get and get one of your players. I'm not doing it with you. Um, but no, I think that the defense has got issues too, you know. I mean, outside of uh Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, I mean, Von Miller's there, but I haven't heard his name, you know, in the past couple of weeks as far as doing having some significant plays. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, outside of Cooper Cup, who do they really have as far as playmakers on the offensive side? Odell Beckham, yes, I know he got a touchdown, but like, are we really going to like depend on him as our other defensive? I mean, our other offensive threat if defenses shut down Cooper Cup? It's it, there's a lot of big question marks. And I think one of you guys brought up what Stafford's record against teams with 500 yeah. record or better. What was that record? It was like nine was 71. There you go. Uh, I mean, it's at some point in time, that's got to change. And if it doesn't, this experiment is not going to go well. Yeah. And like I was telling you guys, I mean, since 2008, which was when he was drafted, you got to think the Packers have had a winning record pretty much every season that he's been there. So you get to play them twice and either the Bears or the Vikings have had a winning record for a good part of the season in all of those years. So you get at least four cracks in addition to the regular schedule uh, at winning teams and you get seven or nine games in that span. It's terrible. The, C- the, the Rams played four teams that are not more than likely not going to be in the playoffs between the Seahawks, Giants, Lions, and Texans. Won all four of those. And then they faced three teams that are probably going to make the playoffs in the Titans, 49ers, and Packers. So they're beating the teams that, once again, below 500 and losing to the teams that are above 500, which – Raises the questions, oh, okay, if this team does get in the playoffs, how are they going to fare? And if you look at it, the only team they've beaten that's in the playoffs is the is the Bucks, and that was in week three. So I would not be very optimistic right now if I was a Rams fan about our chances to – I mean, because right now they're probably going to end up in the wild card, so they're going to have to be on the road every week of the playoffs, which is also not good because they're a team that's in L.A., and if you have to go to Lambeau, um that's not very good that's not where i'd want to go and play my game play play a a road game in in january so uh some big question marks right now for the rams for sure yeah i agree mitchell what is what is your or what do you see as the problem with the rams right now they bought into a lot for very few positions when football requires 11 people on the field at all times Uh, the offensive line is below average at best. The defense, probably horrible if Jalen Ramsey or Aaron Donald is not on the field at all times. They just have so many glaring weak spots and they try to dress it up with all these fancy names and players. It's going to show through against the good teams, and that's what's been happening. They can't really win in the trenches as long as you avoid Aaron Donald. You're fine on defense, and the offensive line is not that good. It's just... They've tried the super team package and you can't really do that for the NFL, like the NBA. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, I mean, it's 11 guys on the field and you think of their defense. I mean, how many players can you name outside of Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller? I can name Darius Williams. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like that. And I mean, I Taylor. Yeah. I feel like I know a good amount of NFL players can't name shit off their roster. They do get the so, Jags next week. Once yeah, again, a team. A, if, and then the Seahawks. Right team, no, uh, at the Cardinals and the Seahawks. But either way, a team that's below 500. So should be a Matthew Stafford cakewalk. Yeah. Should be. 
God, I hope so. And, you know, this is probably to a much less degree, but you see the Seahawks kind of bought in in a similar way that the Rams have. Obviously, it's working out much better for the Rams, but, you know, maybe next year they have their Seahawks type year where Matt Stafford goes down and they're should be picking in the top five, but their pick belongs to somebody else, which would be an absolute disaster considering how many holes they have on their roster. They don't want a Super Bowl in the next two years, then the Rams are in deep shit. Some somebody's getting fired. And better not be McVeigh, but somebody's getting fired. Moving on to the next game, which is Bucks Colts. This is a very good game to watch, even though I missed the very end of it. I watched right up until the entertaining part. Uh <laughs> Brady 226, a touchdown and a pick. Leonard Fournette is our leading fantasy player of the day with 100 yards, three touchdowns, seven catches, 31 yards, and another touchdown through the air. And Gronk was the leading receiver in his – I believe this was his first full game back because last week didn't he, like, miss time or, like, come in? No, and... he he played he played the majority of the game last week. I think it was the week before. The week before, yeah. Okay, or, no, he didn't right. play so the – Whenever they like, played against, the Saints. Right. That, it was the Saints, then a bye, then Washington – that he didn't play he didn't in the Washington, play in Washington game. Right, and then he's played the back the past two weeks. Okay, well, anyway, seven catches, 123 yards. The other Bucks receivers were not good. I believe they combined for, like, six catches for, like, 40 yards. Chris Goblin had a fumble. Very quiet for the receivers. Man, I'm, I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks now. It's really hard for them to open that offense up without A.B. there. Like, it's just Brady has struggled without A.B. I mean, you can look, go back and look at his numbers. He's not been – as good as he was when AB was there. This is tough because Didn't need it this week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you've got Leonard Fournette looking like he was in Baton Rouge, I mean, it's not really, you don't really have to do anything to win games because that dominant performance, getting the end zone four times, doing his best Jonathan Taylor impression. So Mitchell did stand on the side of the Bucks being the best team in the NFL. Tyler, looks like you got a question for us. What do you got? Yeah, I guess I know the Colts are six and six, but if they get into the playoffs, how far can you see this team going? Because we've seen them compete with these teams. Like they lost this one close to the Bucks. They lost the Ravens close. They've had some really close losses and they've also beaten teams like the 49ers and they blew the brakes off the bills as well. So like, is this a team that can contend with anyone and possibly make I don't know, a Super Bowl run, maybe AFC championship run. Where do you guys see this team ending at the season's end? I feel like they're going to be very matchup dependent. If they get up against an offense, they can score a whole bunch of points. Well, I was going to say like the Bills, but we saw how that worked out. I don't know. It, they go as Jonathan Taylor goes, and I know that's going to make you all push the Jonathan Taylor MVP argument, but that's just kind of how it is. If Carson Wentz cannot make the big mistake and Jonathan Taylor can – you know, continue to carry the offense with them playing good defenses they have all season. I feel like they, the very ceiling for them is like an AFC championship appearance. What do you got, Mitch? Well, first of all, I'd like to say, Jaden, you can't attribute any of the success to Jonathan Taylor if you're not going to establish him as an MVP candidate. I can't <laughs> say anything good two, about Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I feel like there's only a handful of teams you can definitively say that would beat the Colts in the playoffs. One of them probably being the Patriots, considering they're just on a roll right now. 
Maybe the Chiefs, we'll see how they come out of the bye week because they did go in hot and they could have just entirely cooled off. But other than that, the Colts have been tight in just about every game this year, even the ones they've lost. They, they're they literally in any given Sunday team, I feel like, at this point. Yeah, I mean, the other teams, the Ravens, they lost to them in overtime after blowing that big lead, and then they beat the breaks off the Bills. I don't think that they played the Bengals. But, I mean, those are your top five teams. The Titans are there, too. I know that they lost to, to the Henry's Titans. back. That might hurt. Right, right, right. Could easily but play them. I, I just – I think, like you said, this team is literally in every single game, every single week, and they've got a chance to win every single game. So, I think that they can compete with the best of the best, especially in the AFC. I feel like it also could come down to like where they, I think being in Indy is going to help them a lot. If they can just having the home field, I feel like that's just going to be the little edge in any game. But the other thing I, I know that, you know, we have the bucks ranked pretty high, but let's say AB's out the rest of this year. I mean, how concerning is that for the bucks? Is it, is that a, an absence that's going to completely dismantle this team and, and eventually doom them, whether it be in the second round, maybe the, the, the NFC championship, you know, where do you see this team finishing? Yeah. Let's say AB's done. Dismantle. Think, no. Well, Mitchell, go ahead. I think that Gronk spaces the field enough now, because he's been getting a lot of those open field looks that AB would have been getting right now. I think if, as long as Gronk stays healthy, they're probably on par with the team that they had before AB, maybe not quite as explosive just in case of injuries or anything because there's no way everybody's going to be healthy every given week, but it's not much of a notch down if it's any. Yeah, I think I agree with having Gronk there. I mean, AB is – it's weird saying like, oh, they don't need AB if they have Gronk because they're completely different players. But like having another guy on the field that sees the field like Brady does, like Gronk sees the field the same way that Brady does the same way that AB sees it the way Brady does. I don't think Evans and Godwin see it like that at least yet, just cause they, I mean, they haven't been playing with them long enough. And I know AB didn't play with Brady, but he's obviously got all the NFL experience that you could ask for. But I, I really think that I personally, I would rather have AB if I had to like pick one, I'd rather have AB out there than Gronk because what Gronk does, Mike Evans can do. I don't think they have somebody that can do what AB does on a weekly basis. And I mean, like, like said, like I've said all year, they are a different team without AB. They don't have somebody that can open up the field in that way. And Brady has played worse without him. One thing that like, every time I look at it, I know he's only played five games, but he is on a average PPR basis. He is fifth in fantasy points this year for wide receivers. AB is fifth. That is crazy. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Like, like you said, Brady loves that type of receiver. I mean, that's the the quick the quick throws are, are what Brady flourished with in in uh, in New England, and he's carried that over with AB. And not having that receiver, I definitely think hinders this this offense. I don't think it's near as explosive as what as obviously as what it was with AB. Yeah, I do think that they they are probably better off if AB comes back losing Godwin or Evans than they are if they lose A.B. or Gronk again because they I just agree. have a connection with I Brady. Agree. Yep. Like I said, they see the field the same way. All right, moving on to our next game. We've got Titans and Patriots. 
Titans 13, Patriots 36. They kind of blew this game open at the end. This was a lot closer than the score indicates, but Mac Jones, 310, two touchdowns. Great game for him. Damian Harris, was he, is this his first game back? Didn't he not play the week before? No, nah, he did. He played against the uh, the Falcons on Thursday night. He missed the week oh, before yeah, that. Damn it. I'm against the Browns. Just didn't I'm really not, do it's, anything. It's, it's the it's the week off. We took the week off. So now I'm like all screwed up now. I don't I don't know what week we're in. <laughs> uh, he gets 40 yards and a touchdown. Kendrick Bourne, though, he is slowly developing into a nice player there for them. Five catches, 61 yards and two touchdowns. I remember when during the offseason, like, why the hell are they giving Kendrick Bourne that much money? And he's kind of, you know, living up to that contract. Tyler's talked about it. He's probably going to say yes to this question. So I'm going to start with Mitchell. Are the Patriots the top team in the AFC? In the AFC right now, yeah. You've got Bill Belichick and you got his type of quarterback in that offense with legitimate weapons and an amazing defense. There's nothing that tells me they couldn't take this all the way to the, to the Super Bowl at this point, the way they're looking. Tyler, I know your answer, but I'm going to let you explain it. So are they the top team in the AFC, Tyler? Yes, I believe they are. Um, I really and truly I, – I know I just talked about the Bucks and some of their struggles, but, man, if I'm telling you, if it's Belichick, Brady, Super Bowl, that – NFL scripted. That's just That just tells me how that is at that point, if it's Brady versus Belichick, because they want all the viewers they can get. And they'll get them if that's the case. Um, they've got the Bills twice – the Colts, then they finish with the Jags and Dolphins. So a little bit of a tough stretch these next three games between the Bills, Colts, Bills, got a bye weekend between there as well. And then they finish out with the Jags and the Dolphins. You know, if they split with the Bills, beat the Colts and beat the Jags and the Dolphins, I mean, that's a 12-5 and team right there that I don't think anybody saw coming at the beginning of the year. And one question that I got for you guys, I know that this rookie of the year is probably – going to be wrapped up here relatively soon for mac jones where is he in your mvp race come on man (laughs) you gotta start to consider it with how everybody else has been playing whether it's injuries whether it's bad weeks mac jones is a top 10 mvp candidate right now in my mind yeah okay i'd still put taylor over him if he's top 10 he's like 10 it's just it's just really hard for me to like and he has impressed me. He has exceeded every expectation that I had for him just in year one. Like, he has looked fantastic. Obviously, he's been the best rookie quarterback, and it's not even close. Um, I will still argue that he has, while he does have the highest floor, he has the lowest ceiling of every one of these quarterbacks that's came out. He just – the things that he physically cannot do, everyone else that came out of this class can. So – Okay, know. let me ask. Let me ask this specifically to Mitchell. Mac Jones or Justin Herbert in your MVP race right now? Still Herbert. He's got an easy schedule at the end, as opposed to him. I know he's been spotty and all, but he's putting up monster numbers in the games he goes off, and that's going to boost the stats to make him look like he was infinitely better than him. Okay, Jason. Okay. Before we move on, I. I feel like I just remembered something from a few months ago. Okay. I don't remember if it was in our fantasy oh, no. group chat or it came onto the podcast where you and Kane both said that it was very clearly Brady and not Belichick that was the reason for the Patriots' success. And you guys had all but wrapped it up when this team was just under 500 
I, I think I recall that. See, and I argued that it was not. And hmm. I don't think. Oh, how the turn tables. All right, I'm not ready to say that the turns have tabled, but I am definitely ready to entertain it a little bit more. Because I mean, how how can you look at me and say after the Bucks, the very first year after the split happens? Brady goes and wins the Super Bowl. How can I look you in the face and tell you that it was Belichick? Like it's it's just hard for me to that, do that. That might have been the most stacked team in NFL history. I agree. I totally agree. But <laughs> it's just really hard for me to do that. Just face value. Like I'm looking at, you know, Brady goes out and wins the Super Bowl. Belichick wins the playoffs. There's a lot of variables there. Best team. The Patriots miss like eight guys with the COVID opt outs and stuff like that, and they had to start Cam Newton for a considerable amount of time. <laughs> uh. But it's it's definitely become much closer. And then if we get this magnum opus of a Super Bowl that Tyler's talking about, we'll finally get to settle it once and for all. Because, dude, all oh, the storyline. Because then you've got Mac Jones, who's like plays exactly like Brady, playing against the old, old, old man and Tom Brady. Oh that, yeah, that is going to be Let me, all right. One 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 other question I have um, in regards to the Patriots and the Bucks: Who makes it farther? at the end of the season. Ooh. AFC is a little weak. I was just about I to exactly. say Pats. Exactly. I don't uh, know. Well, man. it's more guaranteed. I think the Bucks could they're probably my favorites for the NFC to go to the Super Bowl, but at this point the Pats are looking like that too for the AFC, but without the same level of competition. I don't know. I have a weird feeling that if somehow, and the seating very well could end up like this. If the Patriots play the Chiefs early, I'm taking the Chiefs. So, I I think that, you know, like I said, the seating could end up weird in both conferences, but I trust the Bucks and that complete, the like complete team, super talented team over this very great defense in New England, but somewhat limited offense right now. And the Bucks secondary is starting to get healthy too. Yeah, that's that's, that's another big, thing for them. Really Winfield's big. finally back out there making big plays. That was a big play. And when you, I mean, yeah, Winfield's giving up what six, seven inches on Michael Pittman, and he just goes up and grabs he it over his head. Foot. That was ridiculous. I'm I'm ninety percent sure Mike Antoine Winfield is at least under six foot. The last. I, the last four wins for the Patriots, their defenses averaged six point five points a game. That is Georgia University of Georgia level defense right now that the Patriots are playing in the NFL. Also, just real, really quick, and then we'll move on. Um, Mac Jones is great, but he might not have even. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm pushing a little bit. But Christian Barmore <laughs> out of Alabama has been fantastic this year. I thought that was the one of the absolute seals in the draft. I actually. If they didn't take Mac Jones or in the weird world where Shanahan takes Mac Jones at three, I had Barmore going to New England at 15 and they get him at the top half of the second round. That was fantastic drafting. They had like questions about his work ethic and stuff, but Nick Saban's not going to lie to Bill Belichick and worked out great. They get two guys from Alabama in the first two rounds. It looked like they're going to be stars for their team for the next 10 years. Uh, but on to the next team in this game, and that's the Tennessee Titans. This is a team that's been a big discussion point for this show. Tannehill, 93 yards, one touchdown, one pick. They got the running game going, though. Dontrell Hilliard, 131 and a touchdown. 
And then Westbrook Akina with two catches for 25 yards and a touchdown. This is a disgusting offense to watch right now. I, I started Westbrook Akina <laughs> in my keeper you league this sick week. Man. Not gonna sick. lie. I, I started him and sick. he got me the touchdown. You were I sick. still I, I still lost, but I was like, wow, what a what a touchdown that was. You were sick. Thanks, CD Lamb. It's the only reason I started him. Uh, so my question for the Titans is, and I mean, this is very obvious answer, but how much trouble are the Titans in right now? Tyler? Uh, I'd say a lot. And, and I, I will defend myself. I had them ranked high and I did say that I'm going to continue to rank them until they lost and they lost to the Texans and then they, you know, boy, are they doing it now? Yeah. And, (laughs) and, did we see this coming? Yes, it was almost inevitable that we, that we saw this happening. And AJ Green, you know, getting hurt—that's what are you going to do there? I read a stat that they're without their top three running backs and their top four wide receivers. I mean, oh, yeah. we could talk about Tannehill's bad day, Rough. but like, who the? F- I mean, who the hell does he, does he have to throw to? We talk about it with Baker. I mean, but but Tannehill probably has less than what Baker has. At least Baker's got two stud running backs. He didn't even have that, so. And it, yeah, exactly. So I see the Titans are probably going to end up winning this division. Um, more than likely back in their way, just because there's not enough time, in my opinion, for the Colts to catch them. Um, but when they get in the playoffs, I think this is probably going to be a one and done team, depending on Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry comes back, this team's totally different again. And same with AJ Green and Julio Jones. So if they can get these guys back, right in time for the playoffs, maybe week 17 or 18. I I think that they can make some noise in the AFC. I think that they can get back to the style of football that they were playing, you know, before Henry got hurt. What a pairing AJ Green and Julio Jones would have been. Brown. Would have been. AJ know, Brown. But Tyler said Green twice. Oh, well, that's <laughs> because color. it doesn't matter. I got the Cardinals <laughs> on my mind. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, Mitchell, how much trouble do you think the Titans are in right now? It's got to be, like, code red right now. I I know they're at eight wins and all, but they have, like, nothing on offense. And I I know they have the Jags and Texans and Dolphins on their schedule, but they already lost to the Texans. How confident can you be going into that game again? And that Plus last team, Dolphins. I was going to say, Dolphins they might be the like hottest, a turn of the corner. They might be the, one of the hottest teams in football right now. And then outside of that, they have the Tua. Steelers and the Niners, who are still surprised you didn't group teams. the Steelers in that group with the Texans and Jags. That game's in Pittsburgh. That game's in <laughs> Pittsburgh too, isn't it? The Titans at are at Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure. So that's I'm pretty sure. I don't, yeah, I don't like I don't like Titans chances in that game. What are the chances that they finish with single digit wins? I would say it's Five like a thirty five percent chance. Jeez. Yeah, that's probably because I look at day. I look at losses to the Steelers, probably the 49ers, probably. And probably. then they're going to have to win Dolphins two, two out of the three between the Dolphins, Jags and Texans. So I don't know. If, I don't know if that 10 wins is is going to be there. But then, you know, you look on the other end of the spectrum, they could end up winning this division at nine and eight. And I wouldn't be all that shocked. Yeah. Depends on when uh, Mr. Top Five receiver comes back. He's on IR, but that only guarantees three weeks for him. I think yeah, he's still going to end up as a top five wide receiver from week 11 on. So, 
I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to set records in the like... three games he plays. I'm kidding. Sorry, yeah. Kane. Had to do it to you. And we, we will put an asterisk next to that take, which would have still probably been wrong because he did start the first two weeks of this stretch that Kane said he was going to go on with a combined 13 points. But we will give you the benefit of the doubt, throw an asterisk next to it, but we will not forget you putting Austin Eckler as your sit of the week, and he follows that up with a 40-point performance and then doing the very same thing the next week with Leonard Fournette, and he follows that with a 40-point performance. We're not going to let that slide. Uh, last game of our headliner games that we're going to cover, it was a Thanksgiving game. I know you guys probably forgot about this one, but Raiders, Cowboys, in Dallas, Raiders get the win 36 to 33. There were 28 total penalties called in this game. That was, I, I, I have Daniel Carlson in fantasy, and I just remember them keep moving him back and forth. And I'm like saying, like, okay, this many points, this many points. So that was fun. I've never been excited about a field goal before, but hey. Uh, Raiders stats Derek Carr, 373, and one touchdown in a game where they scored 36 points. They only had one touchdown from their quarterback. Weird. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 87 and a touchdown. And Hunter Renfro, eight catches for 134 yards. Djax, I don't have his stats, though, but he did get a big play at the beginning of the game. So we, I believe we talked about it a week ago-ish. Um, are the Raiders back into the AFC mix? Tyler? They're 6-5. and five. The Broncos are six and five. Who isn't in the AFC mix? I know the Browns are six and six. <laughs> you know they're right, they're right. Steelers five five and one. They're right there with you know the rest of those teams competing for that you know seventh uh, wild card spot. So I I don't think that they are. I don't think that they're going to get in. Um, I do give Derek Carr. I continue to, to give this guy kudos for what he's battling and going through week in and week out with this subpar roster um, and, and all the other things that have gone on this season as well for them to even get back on their feet, win this game, blow in the lead, getting to overtime. It's still propelling it. And when the game is, is huge, they've got Washington chiefs, Browns, Broncos, Colts, chargers. I don't see them going like four and two in that stretch. I see two and four more likely. Um, so I can't, I, I, I just don't see this team getting in. Um, but if you listen to last week's pod, Jaden and I both not only took Raiders on the spread, but we took them on the money line as well. So we we loved Raiders in this game. Um, and obviously the penalties <laughs> probably helped out a, a little bit. But uh, the Cowboys, I, I said, without CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, who who are they going to go to? Who are they going to who's going to be their playmakers? And they didn't have it. Yeah, Mitchell, what are you thinking about the Raiders as far as the AFC playoff picture goes? Well, they're Darren Waller, IT band injury. He's going to be week to week. Who do you throw to then? Everybody's just going to double up. Hunter Renfro. Who else do they have to go to? Zay Jones Deshaun and Brian Jackson. Edwards. D-Jax, man. Yeah. I'm still not confident about that. I feel like Darren Waller just takes up so much of the coverage because he's such a known commodity compared to everybody else. And they're going to give attention I mean, to the regular guys now, and it's going to hurt them. I know the Cowboys defense isn't exactly stifling, but Darren Waller left fairly early in this game. It was like 
end of the first, early second, wasn't it? Yeah, and, it was. I mean, it was they early up, on. They ended up winning this game and scored 36 points. I don't know how many points were scored before Darren Waller left, but, you know, they were able to put up a solid amount of points without Darren Waller. That is a – I mean, obviously, that is a huge blow, though, because he is by yeah. far your best offensive player and probably by far the best player on your team. And you lose him. No one I, – I have never heard of an IT band injury before today. I was like, what? When I saw that on the injury part, I was like, what the hell is that? I, I don't know. No idea. But that's why Mitchell's here. That's why we have Mitchell. Can you tell me what IT stands for, though? I heard it on Fantasy Focus today, but I completely forgot. Iliotibial. So, so pretty smart. much like hip down to your tibia. You're so smart. Runs the entire length of your thigh. Love having you here. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, 375 and two touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott, only 25 yards on nine carries, but he gets in the end zone. Does get busy in the pass game, though. I believe he had six catches. They're talking about giving him a break. Uh, he do, They do play again on Thursday night, week 13, this upcoming week, and then they'll obviously get the 10 days of rest till the next Sunday. What are your thoughts on them doing that? Like, I mean, Pollard's look great, but I, I feel like just sitting Zeke – I don't know how to feel about it, Mitchell. Well, he's been dealing with a knee injury since what? Like week four, probably? Somewhere in that range. He's an aging running back at this point. You paid him all that money. You might as well make sure he's 100% for the playoffs. Yeah, you got to protect your investment. So, I mean, I understand that. And especially with, like, how Tony Pollard's been running, there's not that big of a drop-off there. So, you know, hopefully they can make up for that loss of Zeke. Yeah, and if you – if you rest him on Thursday, you you essentially give him two and a half. Yeah, or, I guess yeah, almost two and a half yeah, weeks. Two and a half weeks. Yeah, two and a half weeks to rest up for that next game at Washington, which is obviously crucial because that's a divisional game and that's the team that's right behind you in the division as well. So, um, I think that even without Zeke, you should still win that game, even though it's in New Orleans um, on a short week. You're you're going to get back CD and Amari, um, and and Tony Pollard, like you said, isn't that big of a drop off. So I think that. It's not the, the worst thing in the world. And with them going to New Orleans, Mike McCarthy's out, which is honestly an addition for them because that guy cannot <laughs> coach worth a damn. I have not seen a guy with worse clock management um, going for two in unnecessary times, leaving points on the board. I feel like Dan Campbell's back-to-back timeouts might give that a run for its money. Yeah, that's 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 very true. Honestly, he, he probably said, hold my beer. But, um, yeah, I, I mean – the only bad thing is for the Cowboys is now you get Dan Quinn as your coach for a week. So I don't know which one's worse, to be honest. I would not want either one as my head coach in an NFL game. Um, but I, I, I think that it makes sense to to go ahead and, and sit Zeke this week. Hopefully you get this win at the Saints. And if you do, you're, you're in good shape. They, they have lost three or four, though. Um, after winning, I think it was five or six straight. So there's definitely some concerns because their only win in that time was against the Falcons. They lost to the Broncos, Chiefs, and Raiders. Um, I, like I said, I think getting your playmakers back is going to help, but they gotta they gotta still do some work to to secure this division because as it was looking great, and now they're only what a game and a half, two games up on Washington, and they play them twice. So if Washington beats the Cowboys twice then Washington's in control of their own destiny to win this division, which is crazy to think about, but it's not all that secure as it was. Kane Kane cannot hear that. Kane cannot hear that. (laughs) Tyler, you do know a little bit about hating your head coach, though, don't you? You, You've 
you've done your rounds with that, haven't you? Mitchell, yep. go ahead. Who the hell let Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn be on the same team doing <laughs> clock management? The Detroit the Lions. worst combination I've ever the heard. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> you know what that combination they, gets they you? Oh, no 10 games. and 1. That's what that combination gets you. That, that, God, that, that is combination. the worst clock management to ever. I mean, it, and, I mean, this is totally a different tangent, but like that game literally showed me this is this is how your O ten and they one gave is. Up. you 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 find new ways to to lose games. I mean, you got called for a penalty. I didn't even know it was a penalty in the NFL as far as calling back to back timeouts and giving them a first down. I was like, what? Like, I didn't even know that that, that was possible. So I do it somehow, man. K- kudos to the Lions on finding new ways. But back to the Cowboys. Um, yeah, I mean, one, one yeah, question that, that I real. have kind of kind of similar to the bucks is where where do you see this team at the season's end is this a a team that's in the super bowl is this a one and done in the playoffs where do you see them i will say i don't like have like a specific week or game but i do say that the bucks last longer than the cowboys i don't i don't see any way that the cowboys unless they like buy some crazy thing happening like the seventh seed they somehow match up with the seventh seed when they come out of the sixth seed and they like have, or, a, you know, they get the Cardinals with Kyler Murray out. Like I, I think that the Bucks should last longer than the Cowboys. Same thing with the Packers and probably same thing with a healthy Cardinals team, just because I don't know, like the defense, like we talked about, we've talked about it a hundred times, turnover dependent defenses when they're not getting turnovers, they can't stop shit. The Raiders scored 36 points without their far and away best offensive player because the Cowboys couldn't create enough turnovers to, you know, suffice for their lack of good defensive ability. And when you have to face Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, Tom Brady and that whole band of players, Matt Stafford, even though he's looked terrible recently with Cooper Cup, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. And however the hell they're deploying Debo Samuel down in San Francisco, like they can't stop any of those offenses. So, and if, you know, they miss CD or Amari or Zeke for any amount of time, they're screwed. So Mitchell, you can, you can take it away, man. (laughs) I don't know. That defense might be on the verge of coming back because Lawrence and Gregory, they're about to come back to this lineup. And they have the oh, yeah. by far and away defensive rookie of the year in Micah Parsons. He's he had five quarterback hits in that game. He's ridiculous. he was doing everything he could because they had no pass rush. And if they can just keep healthy enough on offense, mostly on the offensive line rather than the weapons, because the offensive line's been beat up again this year, and that's the core of their team. This team, I I don't think they can make it through the gauntlet of the NFC. They if they're lucky, they'll get to the NFC Championship game, and that's a complete win on the season for them. But they're not going to be able to finish the job. They're going to be lucky to f- make it through the gauntlet of the NFC East, the total gauntlet that, that is right now, right? The I NFC mean, were, beast. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking last week about, you know, maybe the Eagles start making a run for this because, I mean, they had won like three straight at that point. They were getting the run involved. And then you face a team that can stop the run and they come to a screeching halt because Jalen Hurts is a very, very bad passer. Jalen Hurts is actually the passer that people make Lamar Jackson out to be, weirdly enough. Um, So that wraps up all our headliner games. Just going to run real quickly through 
the other games from week 12. We talked about it. Bears beat the Lions. The Lions stay winless because they continue to reinvent the wheel on how to lose football games. The Bills 31 to 6 over New Orleans, Atlanta, and Jacksonville. Cordero Patterson, I mean, I just, he just keeps finding new ways to impress me every single week. I don't like amazing find. Go ahead, Tyler. One thing with the uh, back to that Bill Saints game, this Saints defense has just, completely oh, yeah. plummeted what has Fall happened to face. this defense i mean that was their strong point that was what we were basically saying that it might be a key for them to get into the playoffs and now we're like well that's not gonna happen so yeah and if trevor seemed they kind of gave up starter. on Simeon, honestly yeah no Taysom's supposed to start tomorrow oh yeah you're right well thursday not tomorrow scary times if that's happening if you're an alvin kamara owner god hey, bless you Kamara. Well, he's been out for three weeks. You take anything at this point. Yeah, true. Uh, next game, Giants-Eagles. We just talked about it a little bit. Giants were able to stop the run. Jalen Hurts can't pass. Eagles lose. Jalen Rager drops two game-winning touchdown passes. And the Tyler can thank his lucky stars that Howie Roseman is an idiot and took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Still can't believe that to this day. Where do you guys – speaking of the Eagles, do you guys still think that they've got a good shot at making the playoffs? I mean – Half game back in this mediocrity of the NFL, which is the NFC wild card. Uh, Giants pretty much just gave every team a blueprint on what to do. So I feel like, and like the running backs, I think Jordan Howard's hurt now and Miles Sanders is a little banged up. So it's now Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell. I mean, not that those are huge downgrades over what they had, but. I think uh, this game also proved that like Nick Sirianni, like is a rookie coach. Like not flowers making flowers the... being planted didn't yeah. prove that to you. Yeah. <laughs> but like but like they had they had been playing really good football as of late, like you were saying, and then making those in-game adjustments, you just didn't see it this week. And and that's just something that as a rookie head coach, hopefully he'll learn. Um, but as of right now, I think that it's just it's a big hurdle to get over. Yeah, indeed. Next game, Dolphins, Panthers. Dolphins 33, Panthers 10. The Dolphins have won four straight. Jalen Waddell is amazing, and I love him to death. And Christian McCaffrey is done for the year. So goodbye, all of your fantasy seasons. Uh, Derrick Henry is done. Christian McCaffrey is done. Zeke is about to take a break. Alvin Kamara has been out for the last three weeks. And Dalvin Cook is, is, is yeah. Torn Labrum again. One to two weeks. Cam Newton had Cam Newton Cam Newton in that game had one of the worst passing performances I think I've ever five seen completions two picks yep but they five, best five point six player the week best best believe that the NFL Instagram page posted his rushing touchdown you best believe that because yeah, they did because of course they did I thought Cam uh, announced I'm back last yeah what happened oh, he said that like to the back this week like back up <laughs> I'm back up is to that, PJ Walker what, yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, next game, Jets Texans. Uh, toilet bowl. Hate this. Hate that this even happens. Why does this happen? I feel like it's, the NFL should avoid this from happening somehow. That is a that is a game where like, commissioner the player... veto somehow. <laughs> the, you have the... to have the last place finisher of each division play the last place finisher of each division in the AFC. Just that's no, what happens. That's, no, that don't. is that is a game, a typical game of the coaches and the players wanting to win, and both fan bases hoping they lose. And the Texans and the Texans won, realistically, because they lost. 
Exactly. Jets fans are not happy that they won that once game. again, once again. And at least it's at least it's not like they beat a good team like they did last year. Like, oh, we're you know, I think it was the Rams last year that they, they beat that yeah. screwed them out of they the beat number the one. The Browns pick. and the Rams. Yep. Out of all teams. Like, you know how pissed I would be if like we're like we're four losses away from Trevor Lawrence. And then I will happens. say I have I have picked the Jets in two out of their three wins. Um, funny enough, over the Titans and now the, the Texans. So maybe if I keep picking them, they'll keep winning. Who knows? Yeah. I did not pick them to beat the Bengals. Leave, leave the Jets. To not- You're going to jinx the Jets fans by just picking the Jets every week. Yep. <laughs> uh, next game, uh, not really that important. Bengals 41, Steelers 10. If I could just scream into the microphone, I would, but it's 2 a.m. Uh, th- we suck. Uh you were talking about how good the how good the Bengals are. Like the Bengals are good. I feel like that game was more of us being dog shit because can't move the ball. And for whatever reason, this stifling Steelers defense has forgotten how to tackle. We we trade up for Devin Bush. He's supposed to be like this. He's supposed to be what Devin White is. I mean, we picked him five picks after Devin White. They have the same fucking first name. Do something. Just tackle somebody. You're fast. Tackle somebody. And then quarterback play was probably the worst we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Najee Harris, I love him to death. I would give my kidney for him. He's slow. I said it at the beginning of the season. He's slow. He had eight carries, 23 yards. We have an offensive line that can't create holes for him. So he can't get outside to do anything because he's slow. And it takes 100 people to take him down. But if he, he can't get in, it doesn't matter if he's in open field. It, it doesn't matter because he's slow. He's slow. Do the do the do the Steelers move on after this year from Big Ben? Absolutely. Big if Big Ben doesn't retire, I I don't know what I'm gonna do. Because like that was like the thing. Like from what I understand, and I don't know why, like not saying that like you didn't know about this, but like I've heard multiple multiple people like, is Big Ben coming back after this year? I have been under the understanding that like this was like a last ride type thing. Like from what everything I've heard from the offseason was they restructured his contract so this is it like they're he's done after this year um so i i don't see any way he comes back especially with how he's playing it feels like every game he hits his shoulder and cries or something something is wrong with him in the course of every game whether it be inaccuracy or him being hurt there's something wrong with ben roethlisberger Anyway, let's move on to Mitchell's wait, team one, that lost. Go one, ahead. Wait, wait, Just, wait, wait, wait. Go one, ahead. One last question. This is kind of a hopefully optimistic question. Do, do the Steelers still make the playoffs? Oh, real quick. TJ Waters now has COVID, so he's not playing, at least for the next week. So, um, do the Steelers still make the playoffs? We're very, like, other team dependent. <laughs> like, if the Browns continue to suck, the Raven, one of the Ravens and Bengals, or both of the Ravens and Bengals are going to make the playoffs. Both of the Bills and Patriots are going to make the playoffs. So then we're looking at the Chargers and the Chiefs. And so the Broncos no, and so the no. Raiders and the Colts. No. Especially when we have our gauntlet coming up. Although I will say, not having Dalvin Cook when we play you guys is going to help. Um, but, you know, who knows what could happen there. Moving on to let's let Mitchell be miserable for once. Uh, Broncos 28, Chargers 13. Do you have anything to say? Or are you just going to let this ride? Or 
I mean, at the beginning of the year, I said we were probably going to end up splitting with the Broncos because we always blow a game to the Broncos. We haven't won in Denver since 2015. I'm pretty sure I was a sophomore in high school. I just finished my senior year of college. It's been a long time coming, and it's not this year. I think we'll be able to manage it later in the year. I'm not hitting the panic button yet because we still are the seventh seed, but it just shows that our defense is paper thin in the depth category outside of defensive line, which isn't that good to begin with anyway. Because I'm Devon sure. Campbell is horrible. Horrible. Pretty sure I was in sixth grade. So yeah, pretty cool. Uh next game. Wow, we hit we hit these three games right in succession. 49ers 34, Vikings 26. Tyler, go ahead. Uh when you're down 31-26 with four minutes left in the third quarter. Why are you going for two? Kick the extra point. Take the points. There's no reason to do that. Not only that, why the fuck are you running play action on fourth and goal from the five-yard line? Who are you fooling by acting like you're going to run the damn ball with Madison not even cooking? The like Kirk Cousins' boot game isn't – isn't you're not feeling it? Uh, and I will say, KJ, uh, yeah, KJ Osborne, there was a clear pass interference on that final drive of the game that they tried to go down tie that they didn't call. But I'm not going to sit there and say that that's the reason that the Vikings lost. Too many turnovers, you know – that game, that game was decided on a third and 11 pass to Brandon Ayuk right before half. The Vikings looked like they were going to stop him, held him to a field goal, 14-10 at half. Instead, they complete the pass to Ayuk, get in, get down in the uh, first and goal, score the touchdown, get the ball back first after half, score a touchdown. Then the Vikings turn it over on the very next play that they get the ball with a Kirk Cousins interception, and then they score another touchdown to make it 28-14. So you go from a possible 14-10 to a 28-14 game, and that was pretty much it. Vikings tried to come back, tried to do what they do best, you know, keep it a one-score game and lose by one-score game on the final possession of the game. Uh, it's it's the same shit, different game with them. I, it, it really is. I was My girlfriend was like, I feel sorry for you because you go through this every single week. And she's like, it seems like ever since I've been dating you, which is two and a half years now, she's like, it seems like this is how it's always gone for the Vikings. I'm like, yep, welcome to my world. Um does this team make the playoffs? Tyler's world? <laughs> I don't know. On paper, this is the better of the teams, but you lose Cook. Anthony Barr got hurt in the game as well. I don't know. I don't know if this team makes the playoffs. Darisol got hurt for a little while too. I don't. I don't think that the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. I really don't. Um, I don't have much optimism with this team. I really didn't. And I said that I was like, they're going to win these next two games, which they did against the Chargers and the Packers, which they probably weren't supposed to win. And then this game was like, oh, maybe the Vikings are back. And then this happens. It's like typical. Now they play the Lions. Boy, if we don't beat the Lions and we give the Lions a first win, Zimmer's gone. Spielman, GM, gone. Turn this whole thing upside down. Hey, man. Zimmer gone before Nagy. That'd be hard to believe. They both need to go. They both need to go down to Mexico and play some golf and never hear from them in the NFL again. All right, well, that wraps up the Week 12 games. So moving on to Week 13, we've got two teams that played on Thanksgiving playing again on Thursday Night Football this week, and it's the Cowboys at the Saints in New Orleans. The Cowboys are favored, minus 5.5. Moneyline, Cowboys to minus 235, Saints plus 194. I'm pretty sure CD is back this week. Does anyone – It was does pretty much game time last week, so. 
and he's Amari... pretty much game time, so he'll be good. Amari's still what? out, I think. Yeah, is he? Yeah, Amari. I don't know. No, he's he, back. Amari will be back this, this week. We missed the episode, and now my. I was thinking of this past Thursday. <laughs> yeah, CD practice in full today. Okay. So if they have CD and Amari, I'm going to take the Cowboys on both because the Saints are spiraling. They have no offense. They have no defense, and at least the Cowboys have offense. So give me the Cowboys. Mitchell, who do you got? I'm going to take Cowboys on both. I don't know if it'll be a complete blowout just because we'll see how much better Taysom Hill is than Trevor Simeon. I can't imagine it's much worse, if any, but there's no way I can't pick the Cowboys on both in this. Fair enough. Tyler, what do you got? Yeah, I like the Cowboys on both. Um, Like I said earlier, I think that McCarthy being out really helps the Cowboys. Um, and I think that the, the, the clock management is going to be a little bit better from them in this game. Um, but yeah, getting CD and Amari back, even if they don't play Zeke, I still like the Cowboys in this game. I like them by like anywhere from like seven to 13 points, somewhere in there. Um, I think that the Saints will score a little bit. I don't think they're going to score a lot because I think that this offense is so one dimensional right now. Um, but yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to, and in the end, end up winning this game pretty comfortably. Yeah. And Mitchell talked about it. Taysom is going, looks like he's going to be the starter this week. So it's going to be a completely different offense from when you had Trevor Simeon, whereas you're playing more of a traditional offense. Now you got Taysom, you're going to do all this gadget shit that no one understands. Did he? So I saw the other day that he got like a contract. Was it the same contract that they were talking about, or did he get a new one? With more phantom no money. Idea. I have no idea, but I think he got a new one or something that was like con- contingent on Restructured or teasing him with money. That it's not real, Taysom. Accept <laughs> a real contract. I, Stop with the I fake do think money. Kamara will be back this week. Kamara's been putting in some practices. He might be able to go. That yeah, changes was, this offense entirely because they were nothing without him. I was listening to a podcast today and it was like, we could either get Alvin Kamara and Ezekiel Elliott, or we could get Mark Ingram and Tony Pollard, or we could get Tony Jones and Tony Pollard, which would be even worse. Tony Jones is dead now. (laughs) Tony Jones. I had to realize that I was like, had nobody else to play, put him in 16 carries, 27 yards. Absolutely shit the bed. And I lost to you, Tyler. So uh, yeah, I finally got a win in our league. Oh my gosh. I I was, I was five and one long time coming five and six. I was, I was on a five game losing streak. Um, that contract, by the way, it's a four year hybrid type of contract that has 22.5 mil guaranteed and it can range anywhere from 40 mil to 95 mil, depending on the position he plays. Hmm. So that's why Jameis is going to be the starter t- next year. <laughs> or say, Russell how many Wilson. positions could be listed? Uh, I mean, I'm waiting for tight I'm waiting. I was going to say, I'm waiting for him to line up at defensive end at, at one point in time, you know? <laughs> He's on butt make, return team. Make him I mean, like seriously. A- yeah, jeez. Well, real quick question before, before we do end the pod. Like, do you think we'll ever see another player like Taysom Hill in the NFL that, that is able to do this? 100%. I think this that a player like Taysom Hill opens it up for – Sets the precedent. Like, yeah. yeah. Like there's a, And, I mean, you, you definitely need a coach like Sean Payton that can figure out different ways to utilize a guy like that. But there's, there's more than enough athletes that can do this, and I think there will be many more. You know, maybe not in the immediate I mean, future, but 
farther down the road. Seeing as many meaningful snaps as Taysom, probably not. They'll probably throw in a couple of flex guys here and there. Like you well, get a good linebacker or even like JJ Watt. He went out there for tight end plays in Houston. Well, just not played quarterback. We might be seeing it right now with Debo Samuel. And quite honestly, you got the same thing with and Elijah Cordero Patterson. And Cordero Patterson, too. I mean, there's three right there. Elijah Mitchell's been playing snaps at tight end, like, consistently for the 49ers. Yeah, but they're not. They're not like, throwing in the ball like that. special teams, running Quarterback back is and different. It's really hard to find yeah. a player that can play quarterback and elsewhere. But, I mean, you've got multiple, multi-position guys in the league right now. Well, last question, though. I know Tyler said last question on the last question. But, real quick. Last, last question. Yeah. If Russell Wilson goes to New Orleans, you'd imagine that the package is centered around Jameis Winston. What else goes with Jameis Winston to Seattle in exchange for Russell Wilson? Mitchell, go ahead. A lot of picks and an offensive lineman, I'd assume. Either that or they'll just completely give up on the offensive line and just ask for Deshaun Watson type of pool for picks. Fair. Tyler? Do you guys think Russell Wilson is that good? I mean, he's been a top three to five quarterback in the NFL for the last – And how old is he? We were talking about that. He's 32. Well, I mean, Matt Stafford's older than him, and he just got sold for a crap ton. How much much better is Jared Goff than Jameis Winston? You get two first-round picks in addition to Stafford. And I'm taking Russell Wilson over Stafford every day of the week. Sure, but I don't think that it's like as – like I think that – these next five weeks are really going to be crucial for Russell Wilson and in, in the return that he would be getting, uh, you know, if, if, and when he is inevitably traded, I, I just, I don't know if you're going to get as big of a return as what you might think with Russell Wilson, because man, I don't know. This game tonight really showed it to me that like, dude, his height he still looks hurt. His height also, I think still is a huge factor in this league. And I know Sean Payton was able to do it with Drew Brees, and maybe that's why he'll be able to do it with Russell Wilson. But, like, I'm not – I'm still just not sold that Russ is who he was four or five – you know, not not four or five years ago, but, like, you know, three two, three years ago and, and prior to that when they made their Super Bowl runs. Like, I just – I don't see the same quarterback as, as what we saw prior to, like, the last two seasons. I just haven't really seen it from Russ. Interesting. I mean – I think the floor is Jameis Winston and two firsts. I, I think he at least – You think they'll get two first? If they don't, it's highway robbery. It's a quarterback. They're going to get two it's, firsts. It's a quarterback. quarterback. It's still a top 10 quarterback with veteran experience that puts you in immediate Super Bowl. You know, arguably, like, you become one of the two or three Super Bowl favorites if you inject Russell Wilson onto that team. You're not even the favorite in your division if you get him, though. Yeah, but I mean, that's why I it's said just two, it's a very good division. <laughs> it's it's just you're playing in the division with the Bucks. I mean, it's the are same they better than like the Rams? I mean, Cardinals. we don't know what's going to happen with the Packers, but like, if the Saints get him, are they better than the Cowboys? Are they better than the Rams? Are they better, better than, than the, the Cardinals? Rams probably. Uh, what if what if Rogers stays? Another year on his legs. Probably no Devontae Adams. Because I don't yeah. know if they'll be able to afford him. And the thing is, that's why, I, that's why, like, even though everything has looked great as far as Rodgers returning, I feel like Rodgers doesn't come back without Devontae, and I don't think they pay Devontae. And ultimately, that will mean that they don't pay Rodgers. Okay. All right. So I get it. I get it. 
come stuff. But anyway, good stuff there. And that's probably going to do it for, I don't know why I said probably. That's going to do it for this podcast. Jersey giveaway. Jersey giveaway is still happening for the <laughs> love of Christ. Please, please come get this free jersey of your choosing. I, I don't understand. I would have followed by now. I do follow because we I, don't need. We don't even care what sport it is at this point. Yeah, fuck it. I'll just buy you a t-shirt. Any I don't jersey. Damn. I'll. I don't care. <laughs> t-shirt giveaway. Clothing item giveaway. Just I don't care. But don't you know, say shout- clothing item. Someone's gonna get thousand dollar shoes. <laughs> yeah. God bless. Um. Yeah. We're not. We're we're not making money yet. So let's let's slow that down. Um. But. They're like the, the pot will be out tomorrow. And what a break. That's, and that's that's where I was going with that. That's yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh pod should be out sometime tomorrow. Like I said, not sorry about the Thanksgiving thing. We deserve a break. So if you have a problem with it, I'm gonna like we're just gonna end the podcast. Kane keeps like all a- of this. <laughs> I hope he keeps all of this. Oh, the opening and the closing is always my the worst part. Everything in the middle is like average, but this is like terrible. See you um, on Thursday, guys. See you guys on <laughs> Thursday. This podcast should be out on Tuesday, and we'll see you on Thursday.